would be our last topic from this chapter that is the beyond the frontier so in this topic we are going to be learning about the the relationships between the, the Mughal empire and its neighboring empire so in the previous class we have learned that the Mughal empire they used to give a great grand title to themselves okay whenever they got victories or whenever okay some the king was coronated to the thrones during that times okay they used to give a very great and the grand titles like such as the shahin shah okay which means that the kings of the kings okay and another example is that jahangir which means that the world caesar so these grand titles it signified that the, under the mughal empire they used to have a great extended land therefore it is a very important to keep a good relationship with all the these distant land peoples so nearby a mughal empire they also have a neighboring empire such as a safavid and the ottoman empire okay so we are going to be learning about the relationship between the the mughals and the safavid empire and as well as we are going to be uh, learning about the relationship between the ottomans and the mughal empire okay so first of all we are going to be learning uh, uh, relationships between the mughals and the safavid empire okay so whenever this uh, any of the empire okay if they wanted to just uh, invade into the indian subcontinent then they have to just enter it from the uh, the hindu kush mountains they have to cross this mountain okay so this mountain is basically located into the afghanistan area and around that hindu kush mountain there have a place called a khandar and khandar is a very strategic place if any of the empires they could able to hold a powers into that area then they could easily control this entire hindu kush mountain okay so that's why they used to have a frequently uh, tensions between the safavid empire and the mughal empires to control that area many of the times it was to go in the hand of the mughal empire many of the times it was to go in the hand of the safavid empire but however in 1613th a jahangir okay he was the king of the mughal empire right so he have sent uh, his representative to control that khandar area but he failed and the later on the mughals uh, they got defeated into this uh, the battles and the city was go in the hand of the safavid empire but the uh, safavid empires they doesn't uh, just uh, came into the india to control the indian land Okay, so this is all about the the tensions between the Safavid Empire and the Mughal Empire to control that Khandar area. Now we are going to be discussing the relationship between the Ottoman Empire and the Mughal Empire. So in the very beginnings, they used to have a very good relationships. There was a free movement of the trades, and many of the merchants and the pilgrimage peoples they just moved from the India to the Ottoman area. Okay, so most of the Indian Muslim peoples. they believe that the once in their in their lifetimes they need to go for the mecca for the pilgrimage and you know that the uh, in the five principles of the islamic it also mentioned that the once in the lifetimes you have to go into the mecca for the pilgrimage right so in the very beginnings they have a very good relationships between them okay so uh, therefore the mughals empire the king of the all the mughals they also sent a lot the monies and the tribute to these ottoman empires to make the good relationships but the later on the aurangzebs 
he discovered that the, all these Ottoman rulers, they are misusing the money. Instead of using that money for the people's welfare, they are using that money for their own purpose. So later on, the Aurangzeb he have stopped to sending this money. Instead of that, he have used that money for the, all the welfare of the Indian peoples. So it shows that the, in the very beginnings, in the initialists, the relationship between the Ottomans and the Mughals are very good ones. But the later ones, it got ruined. So that is all about the relationship between the Mughals Empire and the neighboring empire. Now we are going to be studying okay, another subtopic that is a Jisut at the Mughal court. In the 15th century, many of the Portugal merchants, they have landed into the Goa. So Akbar, he got to know about that and he was very interested to know about their idea, their thinkings, their philosophy. Basically, they are all are Christianities, right? Akbar, he had a curiosity to learn the, all the Christianity philosophy. Hence, Akbar, he have sent his persons to Goa for inviting these Christianities. In 1580s, these Christianity peoples, they reached into the Fatehpur Sikri, okay, the palace of the Mughals. So they held a debate, okay, so debate between the Christianity and the Muslims, uh, the ulema, who is the, uh, the, uh, the Muslim religious scholar, right? So there was a debate in between them. It was said that Akbar was very impressed by the Christianity philosophy, okay, later on, uh, his own children was learned under the Christianity also, and these uh, the the Christianity peoples. Okay, when they just uh, reach into the Akbar's uh, the palace, they also uh, noticed that the Akbar was uh, very interested to learn about their religions, and also he was uh, intolerant toward the, all the Western culture. Okay, and the Akbar. He always have a quest for learning all the different philosophy of the different religions. So that's why Akbar he have gathered all the different religious scholar such as Hindu scholar, Jain scholar, Christianity scholar, okay, and Parsi scholars, and they held a debate in between them. And uh, it, it it say that the Akbar himself he have propounded a special religions called a din ilai okay so it is a religions uh, which consists the, all the philosophy of the different religions but this religions doesn't get that much of succeeded so that's all for today classes in the next sessions we'll be discussing all uh, all the sources of this chapter mm -hmm.